Today with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. It's great that you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. It's wonderful that you're here with us tonight. Hello, Auntie Nat. And hello, children. It's great that you could come and worship the King with us. And hello, Teddy. It's lovely that you can come with us as well. You're so quiet there. Yes, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, Auntie Cecily, could you say a prayer for us, please? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for keeping us safe through another week. We thank you that the boys and girls at home could come and join us as we open the Sabbath. And we just pray for your presence too. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on our week and count the many blessings that God has sent us? Sarah, you have a blessing to share with us today. Well, my sister was climbing up a tree at my friend's house and it was kind of like a spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she slipped and kind of the spiral staircase caught her. So I'm thinking that God made the tree to save her. He knew what was going to happen. Oh, that's wonderful that she came out okay. She didn't hurt herself. That's terrific. Thanks, Sarah, for sharing that with us. Auntie Cecily, you have a lovely blessing to share with us as well about our amazing God. I do. Remember the last two Sabbaths, we spoke about how God is our deliverer and that he is holy. Well, God is also the I am. Later on, we'll be studying how God wanted to prove to the then known world that he was more powerful than the Egyptian gods and idols. He wanted to show that he's the living God. Is an idol made from stone a living, breathing, seeing, prayer answering God? No, a stone can't hear or see us, can they? Only a living God can. So God's the only God who is the beginning and the end. Deuteronomy tells us that he's always existed, which is a hard thing to get your head around, isn't it? Mm. God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth, and we are to worship the creator, not the creation. Mm. So he didn't ask us to worship a river or the sun. We're to worship God alone. God is the I am. Amen. Thank you, Auntie Cecily. Do you know another great way we can worship God is in song? And we have Pastor Rick here with us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hi, children. Let's sing God Knows Me. tongue twister wasn't it really good pastor rick can we please sing do lord absolutely it's a great song mm -hmm. 
ready? I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. Way beyond the moon. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Way beyond the moon. I took Jesus as my Savior. Pastor Rick, can we please sing the sanctuary? Well, that's a lovely song. Let's try it. Pastor Rick, it's great to praise God in song. And Dr. John also has a blessing to share with us as well. Let's go and have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and welcome to Sunnyside, the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen G. White. I have some interesting stories for you. Just come inside with me. You're going to like this. Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and I've got another story for you about Ellen. Ellen had a piece of clothing that is so small, I'm holding it here in my hand, it is the lightest and smallest piece of clothing you would ever get. It is that little. Do you know what it is? It's a hairnet and it is so fine and she wore it because she had long hair and when she put it on, I'll look funny. It held her hair in place. And you know, she used to keep it on her dressing table, just like that. And one morning she was combing her hair 
and she was ready and she knew exactly where the hairnet was because she just reached out her hand it was gone I wonder where it is so she got down on her hands and knees she looked underneath the bed she looked underneath the couch oh, well that night at worship she had girls staying in the house she said has anybody seen my hairnet and one girl in the story her name is Betsy she wasn't feeling very happy because the night before she was walking through and she saw this little hairnet and she thought I would look so pretty in that hairnet and she took it what do we call it when people take something that doesn't belong to them yeah she'd stolen it she was a good girl but she was about to learn a lesson and that night when Mrs. White said has anybody seen my hairnet all the other girls said no and Betsy said N no she wasn't feeling very happy well Mrs. White was missing her hairnet and you know Betsy had taken the hairnet and she thought I better hide it and so she went to her trunk where she kept all her clothes and she just put it on top and she shut it and the next day Ellen was still wandering about her hairnet and she was in Betsy's room and a voice said to her open that trunk I can't open the trunk it's not mine and the voice said again because it was an angel a bit stronger this time open that trunk and so she opened it and inside my hairnet oh what am I going to do what well, she was decided she wouldn't touch it after all it wasn't her trunk and she closed it and the next night she said to the girls are you sure nobody's seen my hairnet and all the girls said no not me and Betsy said no not me but she wasn't feeling terribly happy inside and she got frightened she thought oh what am I going to do I'm going to have to get rid of it and she went and she opened her trunk she went over to the lamp and the lamp was lit and she held it over and it was gone and the next day we had worship and Mrs. White said are you sure nobody's taken my hairnet no no and Betsy said no and after worship Ellen said Betsy can you just wait behind she said I had a dream last night and in my dream it was one of the shortest visions she ever had she saw a hand it was a girl's hand it was holding a hairnet and she saw it over the lamp and then disappeared it was burnt and Betsy started to cry oh Mrs. White she didn't know that 
She had a dream and a vision about the missing hand. I'm so sorry. She started to cry and cry and cry. And you know what Mrs. White did? She reached out and she put her hands around Betsy and she hugged her. She said, God forgives you. And she never, ever, ever stole anything again. Thank you, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Anna, would you like to say a prayer for us to open our study? Yes. Okay. Dear Father, what a, what a blessing to be here reading your word. We thank you for our Bibles. We un want to understand it more. Please be with the children as they study with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Anna, last Sabbath, who spoke to Moses through the burning bush? God. And what did God ask Moses to do? To lead his people out of Egypt. Mm. And did Pharaoh want to let the Israelites go? No. No, he didn't, did he? So we're going to continue reading this in our Bibles. Okay, Ella, you got our first reading to see what happened. Can you read Exodus 7, 16 to 18? And you shall say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now you will not hear. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die. The river shall stink. And the Egyptians will loathe to drink the water of the river. Mm. So this, boys and girls, is our first of the ten plagues that God sends to Egypt. Do you know that the Nile River was worshipped as a god by the Egyptians? So now the Nile is, is a stinky idol god. Wouldn't be very nice, would it? Do we worship a river? No. no, we only worship the one true God. If we were to read on, the plague lasted seven days and Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not let the children of Israel go. Nick, you've got our next reading, please. Exodus 8, 1 to 4 and 7 to 8. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus, the, thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I'll smite you, all your territory, with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come up on you, on your people, and on all your servants. And the magicians did so with their enchantments, and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me, from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Wow. So that's the second plague. And what was the second plague? Frogs. 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 And you won't believe it, but the Egyptians worship frogs as well. Even the magicians provided a counterfeit and produced frogs. But did they have the power to remove them? No. no, only God could remove the plague. And if we were to read on, Pharaoh asked Moses to remove it. God allowed the frogs to die and the Egypt stank of stinky, idle frogs. Can you imagine the smell? Do we worship a frog? 
No. no, we only worship the one true God. Pharaoh said to Moses that the people could go, but he changed his mind after those frogs went. Okay, if we were to continue reading chapter 8 of Exodus, we would find out that the third plague was lice and the fourth plague was flies. While all these plagues are going on, the Israelites, they did not have a single plague fall on them. God was protecting them and keeping them safe through the plagues. So the fifth plague was the Egyptian livestock were destroyed by disease. But none of the Israelite livestock were destroyed. The Egyptians also worshipped their livestock and had gods that resembled their animals. Anna, can you please read for us Exodus 9, 10 to 12. Then they took ashes from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh and Moses scattered them toward heaven. And they caused boils that broke out in sores on man and beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Mm, So the sixth plague was boils. Now we just read in verse 11 that even the magicians had boils. This was done to show that God was even more powerful than the magicians. Do you think that would have been very painful? Yes. They were. They weren't very nice at all. So let's read Exodus nine thirteen and 18. And Ben, you're going to read that for us. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause very heavy hail to rain down, such as has not been in Egypt since its founding until now. Wow, so God is telling Pharaoh through Moses that the seventh plague was going to be hail. God told Moses to tell the Pharaoh that the hail will kill all their livestock that's left. And if they don't bring them under cover, something's going to happen to them now. Sarah, you're going to read from our torchlight because uh, the plagues seem to be getting worse. Let's have a look at what Mrs. White says to shine on that verse that we just read. Before the infliction of each plague, Moses was to describe its nature and effects that the king might save himself from it if he chose. Every punishment rejected would be followed by one more severe until his proud heart would be humbled and he would acknowledge the maker of heaven and earth as the true and living God. Mm. So God was trying to humble the Pharaoh's heart and help him realize that worshiping idols was wrong and that God was the true and living God. I wonder what Pharaoh did. Aunt Cecily, you're going to read for us Exodus 9, 27 to 28. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and my people and I are wicked. Entreat the Lord that there may be no more mighty thundering and hail, for it is enough. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. Mm, So Pharaoh repented. But if we were to continue reading, it was not sincere and his heart was hardened again. So if we were to continue to read, the eighth plague was locusts. 
And by now, the Egyptians, they're over it. They have had enough and they plead with Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. They are seeing that the Hebrews God is more powerful. But Pharaoh will only let the Israelite men go, not the women and children. But God wants all of them to go. So the plague comes, the locusts, they ate up everything. Pharaoh repented again, and but again he was not sincere. And after the plague was gone, his heart was hardened again. Now, Ella, you've got our next reading, Exodus 10, 21 to 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the heavens, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt, three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from this place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So how many days was it completely dark for? Three. Yeah, three days. But the Israelites had light in their homes. One of Egypt's greatest gods, guess what it was? It was the sun god. Sun god was called Ra. The Pharaoh considered himself the son of Ra. So this darkness for three days was a huge blow to their so-called power of the sun god. Do we worship the sun as a god? No. No, we worship the one and true God. We don't worship the creation but we worship the creator that made these things. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened again. Let's look at our memory verse. And that's found in 1 John 5, 21. And for the boys and girls at home, you can find 1 John 21 in the New Testament towards the end. Okay, so let's read that together. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Mm. Nick, can you please read our next reading? Exodus 11, 1 and 4 to 5. Let's see what happens next. And the Lord said to Moses, I'll bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he'll surely drive you out of here altogether. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight, I'll go out into the midst of Egypt and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die for the, from the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill and all the firstborn of the animals. So this is the 10th and final plague. Now God tells Moses that the children of Israel must do something to protect them and their household from this 10th plague. Dean, can you please read for us Exodus 12, 21 to 23. Then Moses called for, for the, all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of this house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come to your house to strike you. So each household had to kill a lamb 
and sprinkle the blood around the doorposts so their firstborn would not die. Anna, you're going to read our next reading, Exodus 12, 29 to 32. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he, all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was one, not one dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. So the Israelites were protected, and none of their firstborn children died. And Pharaoh finally let the Israelites and their animals and possessions go. Boys and girls, it was great to have you reading the Bible with us. Remember that God loves you very much and he is the living God that hears and answers your prayers. We have a seven-day devotional that expands on what we have learnt today. Here are some details on how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. When we spend time with God on the Sabbath, we get to know him better and we grow spiritually as Christians. One way to get to know him is to read our Bibles. Our Bibles teach us how to live for Jesus. We want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us about what we're going to learn next week? Yeah, sure. Next week, we're going to learn how God leads the children of Israel out of Egypt and the many miracles he performs to keep his children safe. So don't miss it. We hope that you'll be back next week. Auntie Cecily, will we say our memory verse that we learned in our Bible study today? Yes. You ready, children? First John 5:21 Little children keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Children are you ready to say our blessing song to sing our blessing song to the children at home? Let's turn around so we can sing that to them.
God is a God of love because He died for my sins and I can go to Him any time for forgiveness. I love God because He's my provider and He provides me with a great family that look after me and care for me. I love God because um, He gave me the Bible in which I can learn more about Him and I can't wait till He comes back and I can live with Him. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week. Thank you.